Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I am your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got some numbers to talk about thanks to the Christmas weekend, the good and the bad. We also got other news, including another movie delay, one that goes all the way to 2023. Let's start with the numbers. Note, for the top five domestically, since most of the new films opened last Wednesday, I will be doing the top five in a five-day format to account for Wednesday and Thursday. Staying in first place is Spider-Man No Way Home with 138.6 million for a total of 467.3 million. Opening in second place is Sing 2 with 41 million. Technically a few million is from the preview day they held last month, so just taking that into consideration. Opening in third place is The Matrix Resurrections with 22.5 million. Opening in fourth place was The King's Man with 10 million. Lastly, in fifth place was American Underdogs, which opened with 6.2 million. Also, just some updates on other films while we are at it. Licorice Pizza, which had an expansion of 781 theaters, made 2.36 million for a total now of 3.6 million. West Side Story made 4.1 million for a total of 23.9 million. And Nightmare Alley made 1.8 million for a total of 5.5 million. Let's get started then. Spider-Man did have a steep drop of 69% compared to opening weekend, however, there are two factors in play. First, a trend since theaters reopened is that all movies have a pretty steep second weekend drop, just that theatrical exclusive just a little bit better. For No Way Home, the second factor is a bit bigger, in that it had to face competition from four new wide, wide releases. Nothing no other movie has had to do this year. While it did face a lot of competition, it did easily beat all of them with Sing 2 being the only one causing some damage by taking some of the family audience. Still, No Way Home is on track to pass at least $700 million domestic, which is fantastic. Sing 2 surprised me a bit, not by how much it made, but that family seemed to love it. They received an A-plus cinema score. With it being a crowd-pleaser like the first, I expect this to leg it out quite a bit over January, and should finish well above $100 million, and possibly even finish around $150 million domestic. Those were the successes of the holiday weekend. Let's talk about the failures, with the biggest being The Matrix. What some analysts had pegged for a 30 million opening weekend, maybe even 40 million, well, it got nowhere close, coming in at 22 million. What happened? Well, first we had the HBO Max effect, which is not surprising, but the main factor is that the audience is not liking it. I will not go into spoilers for the film, but apparently the film goes to weird places to tell its story, and audiences were not liking it. Got a B minus cinema score, which is really bad for a big budget film, and its audience Rotten Tomato score has been dropping consistently since release, now down to 64%, 2% below the critic score. With this much bad word of mouth, why would people go to out to theaters to watch it when they can just stream it? For this break from the HBO Max fold, it needed more than the Matrix name. It needed to be widely viewed as a great movie. Instead, it has just caused a lot of debate and discussion online, with a lot of it negative. I expect this to continue to drop at the box office quicker than expected, and for Warner Brothers, they are likely at this point just relieved the day-and-date release strategy is over. The other failure this weekend was The King's Man, which continues the disappointing trend for the franchise. What did not help the film was the fact that it had been pushed back too many times, and when it finally released, it got poor reviews from critics. In hindsight, it should have stayed in its September release, where the only competition would have been Venom. But here, it got slaughtered with too much similar competition and nothing for it to make it stand out. 
If this was a proper Kingsman 3 with returning characters, the marketing could at least focus on that to get people to watch. But a prequel set in World War I with obviously all new characters did not help. As for the other failures that already opened, talking about West Side Story and Nightmare Alley, well, they continue to disappoint. And if you want to see these films in theaters, I'd recommend doing it sooner rather than later, as theaters will be dropping these for more showings of Spider-Man and eventually for the new films in January like Scream and Mobius. Overall, it was a very top-heavy holiday weekend and a top-heavy December so far, which, under normal circumstances, would be cause for concern. But right now is a good thing, as it gets theaters the money they have needed badly. Staying in first place in China is Fireflies in the Sun with 36 million for a total of 113.9 million. Opening in second place is a romantic comedy called Be for Busy, which opened with 10.2 million. Third place was I Am What I Am with 9.9 million for a total of 22.6 million. Fourth place was Schemes and Antiques with 2.3 million for a total of 66 million. Finally, in fifth place is Crossing the Yalu River with 1.8 million for a total of 8.7 million. Before we head to worldwide numbers, we have to take a quick look at Japan, where a new anime film is making some waves. I'm probably going to you know, mispronounce this, but Jujutsu Kaisen Zero opened this past weekend and made $23.5 million. Why is that impressive? Well, because that became the second biggest opening weekend for a film in Japan uh, ever, coming in behind Demon Slayer, which made $40 million in its opening weekend last year. From what I've seen, this is a popular series in Japan with a manga that also had an anime adaptation, and while it might not make as much as Demon Slayer overall, this is looking to be a top film for Japan this year, and depending on its international rollout in 2022, could do pretty well. Just for reference, its opening weekend has already moved the film to be the 11th highest grossing film in the country this year, in three days. So yeah, the number one spot is definitely possible. And then going back to China, not talking number-wise, but Hollywood updates. Uh, no Way Home still does not have an official date, if it'll ever get a date at this point. But China did approve and set dates for two other Hollywood films. The first is Disney's Encanto. It'll be released January 7th. Following week, Paramount's Paw Patrol will come to theaters as well on the 14th. I'd be surprised if any of these films make a lot of money, considering that they are both on streaming platforms, especially with Paw Patrol, which has been on Paramount Plus since August. Still, 2022 is looking better for Hollywood in China, with three films coming out in January. Yes, they are coming out after a bit of a delay, uh, and they only seem to be approved if they're on streaming in other countries, but it's something. Now we will have to wait and see if China approves any that come out closer to their release in other countries. Now to finish up the box office discussion, we need to take a look at the worldwide numbers. And well, it's taken two years, but we have a new member of the Billion Dollar Club. With Spider-Man No Way Home, they made an additional $121.4 million internationally uh that brought its total to 1.05 billion worldwide with the numbers it's pulling in right now 1.5 billion is looking more and more likely 2 billion now out of the question unless china decides to give it a release date the matrix resurrections continued its international rollout from last weekend and made 35.2 million for a worldwide total now of 69.8 million another film that continued its international expansion was sing 2 which made 19.2 million for a worldwide total now of 65.8 million. And Kanto, even though it is now available on Disney Plus at no extra charge, is still making some cash, bringing in 4.6 million for a worldwide total of 193.3 million. It will definitely pass 200 million within the next week or so. The King's Man opened in a few countries this weekend, though not as much as Matrix or Sing 2. It brought in 6.9 million for a worldwide opening weekend, 
of 16.9 million. Besides Story made 1.7 million for a worldwide total of 36.6 million. The good news though is the other Marvel films have reached milestones of their own as well. Venom Let There Be Carnage passed the half a billion mark and is now at 501.1 million. And Eternals passed 400 million worldwide with it now at 401.7 million. We got a new movie delay and this is not a push back into the end of 2022 but instead all the way to 2023. It was set to come out Memorial Day weekend for 2022 and go up against Top Gun Maverick but will now open up March 24th, 2023. As for why, well, deadline sources are saying it's because the film is simply not finished with production, currently halted, and needs to finish filming in Japan. So, since it hasn't even finished principal photography, let alone post-production and editing, uh, it makes sense why they would push it back with less than six months to get that all done. Still, I will say as a fan of the series, as a lot are, uh, it does suck to see it pushed back this much. Remember, pre-pandemic, John Wick 4 and The Matrix were set to open up against each other on the same weekend. Obviously... One of them would have moved up at some point, but still, it would have been amazing to watch those numbers. For new trailers this week, we got two, the first being a new trailer for Uncharted, and I gotta be honest, I keep forgetting to watch it, so I won't say if it looks good or bad. Still set to come out in February. The second trailer was a new trailer for The Batman, which came out of nowhere, and it still looks amazing. Also still set to come out in March. And that is about it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts, the last one for 2021. No VOD premium, as there is not much news in general, as we await the new year. Now, over the next few weeks, I'll be discussing some additional topics, including what I thought was the most surprising news of 2021, uh, most surprising box office hits or misses of the year, as well as talk about the most anticipated films of 2022. I do not have an exact plan as to when I'll talk about each, but they will be across multiple episodes in January. And I'll either mention it in the titles, or if not, definitely in the show notes of that episode, which one I do talk about. With that, thank you for listening to Box Office Receipts throughout 2021. And I hope you continue to listen as we head into 2022. I can promise you that the box office and news from Hollywood and around the world will still be very interesting. Happy New Year, and see you next time. <laughs>